This is Not The Destination, the podcast about staying creative and discovering your path. Every other week, we embark on a thought adventure to figure out what makes our creative clocks tick. This is a chance for us to recharge and take stock of why and how we want to make great stuff. This is Season 1, Episode 4. We're so glad you've joined us. Hi, Tony. Hey, Nina. How you doing? Pretty good today. What about you? Me too. Yeah? Me too. Very busy, very productive. Awesome. Yeah. What kind of art have you made lately? Uh, I have been working on some graphic design projects based on my art. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So every year I produce a, a wall calendar and every month has a different picture of my artwork. And I sell those at the holidays. And then I also make packets of greeting cards of my artwork. How cool. So that's, I've been busy doing that. I have an open house coming up soon with some friends for the holidays. Right. So getting geared up. How, how would one, if they wanted to purchase these greeting cards or calendars? They would contact me through my website, ninadavidowitz.com. Sounds good. Yeah. Yep. And and since the last time we spoke to our audience, your your website launched, right? Your it new did. design that's, website. That's very big news. So yeah. um, last week, uh, my new website launched. I'm really thrilled with it. And we launched our podcast. Yes. Yeah, so even though this is episode four and our very loyal listeners have been listening for several weeks, we actually um, record these a little bit in advance because we don't talk about um, current events in the news so we uh, so we record them a little bit earlier, and our uh, and as of this recording, our podcast launched uh, publicly about a week ago. When you guys are listening to it, it will have been four weeks ago. That's right. So it was a, a big day last week. It was. Yeah, yeah. So what else has been going on in your life since then? Well, truthfully, uh, I'm just kind of recuperating from that. My big weekend last week, I had an art, big art opening at the University of Scranton. And I gave a lecture um, for the students. There were about 70 people there, so it was pretty exciting. And then I just kind of collapsed <laughs> for the rest of the weekend. I like, as you recuperated. <laughs> as you deserve to do. You know, as we said before, you need your me time and you need your rest time. Totally. So I just sort of rested. That's great. Yeah, I uh, I had a chance to to join you at the the gallery uh, that night. I I missed the lecture, but I heard that you talked about some amazing stuff. Uh, but the gallery was was really beautiful. You had a number of of just just wonderful pieces there. Thanks, Tony. Um, and people can can go online and see all of those pieces that are at that gallery, even if they don't. Um, live or aren't traveling to northeastern Pennsylvania or Scranton, they can they can still see them right on your website. Yes, because the, well, the thing I love about the new website is um, when you click on artwork to see, you know, the gallery, so to speak, of all my work. Um, you can also click to see which pieces are in which galleries, which is really a neat feature, I think. So if you were planning, say you like a piece and you want to know where it is. Um, you could see what gallery it's in and then you could see all the other pieces that that gallery has. So I'm excited about that feature. Yeah. I think that's a great tool for artists to be able to, to, to take what is physical and is hanging on those gallery walls and, and move it virtual because it's hard for, 
for people that may love your work and be fans Mm -hmm. to be able to make it to every gallery that you have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now they can just go on your website and they can, they can, it's almost like pre shopping. Um, They can see the pieces that they want to then go visit in person, Mm -hmm. which we would absolutely encourage them to do. Nina's artwork is something that you really have to see in person. So what have you been up to, Tony? It's been a, a great couple of weeks. Um, I've, we've, uh, launched a number of really awesome projects at, uh, Live Mercury, mm-hmm. um, including your site. Uh, uh, but we've also, um, launched a number of, of websites and campaigns. And it's really great to see something that you make, uh, really come to life. You know, you work on it for, for weeks or in some cases months before you actually get to share it with the world. And I think probably painting, um, you get some of the same, um, some of the same cycle of, of working so hard on something. And then you finally see it come to life and you get comments and you get feedback and people call you and say, Hey, this, this is really working. This is great. This is exactly what we wanted. This is what we had always hoped for. And, and that's such a fulfilling feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, try saying that time five times fast. Fulfilling feeling. <laughs> Fulfilling feeling. Fulfilling feeling. feeling. <laughs> it's very rewarding. It is. Yeah. But I also had some tougher news. Um, I got a call actually while I was driving a few, uh, uh, about a week and a half ago that, um, a mutual friend of ours actually was in a, was in a car accident and was rushed to the hospital. And that kind of shook me a little bit mm-hmm. and it sort of allowed me, it gave me a, a little reminder to, to prioritize the things in my life because we sometimes take for granted relationships and people that we just assume will always be there. We're only here on this planet for such a short amount of time and we have to make what we do count. It's so true. So and, true. and for me, as I looked at that, those relationships are really important. Mm-hmm. So I've made sure to, whenever this friend has, you know, needed, and I know she has a ton of, of wonderful friends, including us, uh, but whenever she's needed help for anything, whether it's, you know, picking up dinner and, you know, bringing it by, um, or today she asked me to take her to some of, to some appointments that she had around town. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of driving together. It's, it's really neat when, um, when you have people that are so important to you and um, they really make your journey better, you know, having positive people and great friends along for the ride, so to speak. Uh, you know what I've been thinking about lately? Because you What's know that? how we have our theme of, and I don't want to overstate it too much, <laughs> but we have our traveling theme here. And um, so I've been thinking a lot, you know, I, I guess in the last week or so, I've had a couple of moments kind of similar to what you're just talking about, where I really appreciated the friends that I have, you know, and just thinking about how important they are, um, just not only for support and all that, but just they're like your cheerleaders and your fans, you know, like the people that <clears throat> take their time to come and see your work, for instance, if you're in an art show. Um, you know, it's, it's just so amazing. You feel so lucky, so lucky and grateful to have those kind of people in your life. And, um, so I've been kind of focusing on that too. So it kind of made me think of this theme of people that are along for the ride, you know, which I sort of wanted to call, think of it as being hitchhikers, except there's a slightly negative, um, connotation to the word hitchhiker, I think. Do you? Well, that's certainly developed over time. Mm-hmm. For my generation, my parents kind of raised me with some of those uh, scary stories of you know people that have picked up hitchhikers and then 
they're, you know, drug addicts or they have a weapon or they really want to yeah. steal your car. Right. But there were all of these. Be wary of the hitchhiker. That's right. There were all these scary stories of, you yeah. don't know who you can trust. Mm-hmm. So keep those layers of glass and metal, you know, locked up tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those those layers that we travel around in, right? Is that what right. you're talking about? Yeah. Our little metal boxes. Right. And, yeah. and that's a, a little bit, I think, of a metaphor for relationships in general. Because mm-hmm. um, it is tough to make new relationships and when we meet someone to know if if they're a friend or if we can trust them inside of, you know, those walls and just how to treat that. I think that's a tough thing that if we're being honest with ourselves, we all kind of think about and wonder and have to, and sometimes second guess ourselves around. Yeah. Because sometimes, like sometimes you'll meet a person and immediately, like if you can follow your gut or listen to your gut, usually you know, like your gut knows, like you'll pick up on some kind of a weird signal. So you might like the person, but yet you're a little bit wary of them and you're not sure why, you know? That's your gut telling you to just kind of be careful. <laughs> um, and sometimes we do get caught up with people that, um, well, I was thinking of Julia Cameron again, who wrote The Artist's Way. She calls them crazy makers. And I just love that word so much. So you might inadvertently, you know, get caught up with someone that's just creating lots and lots of drama in your life. Uh, sometimes we, we willingly choose those crazy maker people. Sometimes they just sort of end up in our life for whatever reason. Um, sometimes you have no choice. Like the crazy maker might be, you know, like your sister, or, you know, your mom or something like that. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. That is so, so true. Yeah, I, not my mother. Um, in my case, uh, a crazy maker in my life is my sister. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, so I can... <laughs> So I can absolutely relate. Uh-huh. Um, I've I've shared this with her. So the, uh, so that level. So it's no of, surprise for her to hear. That's you exactly that. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, so I am fine to you know share that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with our audience as well. Yeah. So um, well, Julia Cameron says that. <clears throat> I mean, her book is really written for creative people that are feeling blocked. You know, like you want to maybe you're not on the path you want to be on. Uh, you, you just aren't moving forward with your creative pursuits like you would want to. So she tries to help you figure out why is that happening and what can you do in your own life to help yourself get back on the path. It's kind of like we were talking last week about being lost. So if you're lost on your creative path, um, she has some really good insight. So she says that if you're a, a recovering creative person, um, that there's sort of an ebb and flow to that process of getting back on your feet again. So sometimes things are great. Sometimes it might be a little slow. Um, but as we gain strength in our pursuits, then our sense of self-doubt will disappear. And uh, also that there are three things she thinks that could hinder your progress. One is that negative voice in your head, which we've spoken about already. Uh, one is a lack of attention, like we, we've spoken about that, being mindful and paying attention to the now. And the other two I thought were really neat. So one is the crazy makers, which we just spoke about. And the other one is poisonous playmates. Ooh. Yeah. So <laughs> um, the crazy makers, she said, are people that create drama. And they're usually very charismatic people. 
and you get sort of lost in them. Like you get pulled in or sucked into their crazy, you know, behaviors. And um, they're often very manipulative. Um, And once you get sucked in, it's like hard to get out. Is that, I don't know if that's how it is with your sister, but I've had many friends over the years that have fit this description perfectly. Yeah. And because they're so charismatic, you want to hang around with them. And they might have really big and sparkly energy, you know, but really at the bottom of it, they don't really care about you as much as you might want. They're very self-centered. And so if you get involved with a crazy maker, the best thing to do is to stop dancing to his or her tune, you know, don't play the game. (laughs) That is really good advice. Very much easier said than done though. Yeah. I do not have that same experience with my, my sister. Um, but I do, but I have had that with friends before. Mm -hmm. And that's certainly an archetype in, in television and movies and novels, right? The idea of, of a character that is, is, so personable and and has these great qualities, but also has these demons that you can see and you know are there. But that almost makes the highs even that much more attractive because you see that they're a real person and you do get sucked in, um, but you don't necessarily understand the depths of those lows and you're caught in that uh, riptide of you know that that world spin. Mm-hmm. of going between the two with them. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great point. Uh, really, the only thing in my experience to do is to to set some distance and to set some boundaries from those people. That's where that metal and glass really comes in handy. You yes. can roll up the window on the relationship. <laughs> roll up and drive away. <laughs> yeah. If you can. Yeah. So if, I mean, that's something that can, it can zap all of your energy and therefore you're not spending time doing things that are good for you, you know? So beware of those crazies. Yeah. How can you, how can you tell? Cause we've identified some, some of the ways when it's, it's extreme and it's really easy to see, mm-hmm. but how can we tell when, when, when those poisonous playmates are maybe, it's maybe more subtle mm. where they just subtly put you down or. Yeah. They might like pretend or be, you know, very, very, very friendly. Um, and sometimes if like, if you're, if you're doing very well on your creative path, um, a lot of times, uh, there, you'll find that you have friends that really are not that supportive. You know, maybe they're a little bit jealous. Um, maybe they don't want you to succeed. So they'll sabotage things in a kind of a sneaky way. Uh, totally. I'm trying to think of an example. I know I've had people like this in my life where you really, you really think you're friends with them, but then down, you know, when push comes to shove, you realize, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> they're saying one thing, but doing another. And some of the, the saddest, the saddest part to that dynamic is that, 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 that jealousy and that, and that struggle that they're experiencing is, 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 is in most cases I've experienced that, that it's, it's from their own insecurities right, and their own um, self-doubt that they could make something that's great like that. Mm-hmm. And so rather than, than, than being um, excited for you and for wanting to know more and for wanting to spend more time and maybe be inspired by your success, they're just resentful of that. 
because they don't have that themselves. Because they don't have it. I know it's sad. And really, um, I learned a long time ago that feelings of jealousy, which I do get them, um, not necessarily, <clears throat> excuse me, with friends, but like I'll be flipping through a magazine and I'll see an article about an artist and this like thing flares up in me and I'm thinking, <clears throat> well, that should be me, <laughs> my ego part of me, you know, exactly. which I try not to let it out too much, but sometimes it just comes out, you know, and it's surprising and you'll, all of a sudden I think, oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm jealous of this person. I don't even know this person. And I'm, I'm glad for them that they're in the magazine, but I'm feeling jealous. So what jealousy really does is it points you in the right direction. And I've learned just to say to myself, okay, that means that, means that I really want to be in a magazine, right? Right, right. So that's a positive. So I can recognize that as maybe a goal instead of just sitting around feeling bad or being mad at the person that they're in the magazine and I'm not, I can put that on my list, you know? And once that's a goal, then you can make a plan to see if you want to do that. You can research that. You can see what opportunities are available. You can see the cost of hiring a PR person. Mm -hmm. Going back to the jealousy point. Yeah. And that resentment and that, that flipping through a magazine. I feel this uh, too, when I'm looking at, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook and, and see someone in my field that, that, you know, gets a really big contract or is launching something really cool. And I get those, you know, pangs of jealousy. I think we all do if we're being honest with ourselves. I think so too. Yeah. I think the key is, or what I've tried myself, that's, that's sort of been good to process very similar to yours is I admit that, that that's what I'm feeling to myself. Mm -hmm. And then I can, can, you know, like set that down and go on to, be happy for them and, and say something encouraging and then identify if, if the reason I felt that way was a goal. So exactly what you were saying of, of identify how I feel. Um, and then, and then proceed to see if that's something that I want to, to, to try and do. Mm -hmm. And in some cases I've even reached out to, to people that I've originally felt that with, uh, especially on social media and said, you know, can I buy you a coffee and we can talk about this some more? I'd love to know, you know, what you did here. I think that's a great idea. You know, reaching out to that person like, Hey, I'm so, was so exciting to see your article in the magazine. I'm trying to figure out how I can get that done. You know, maybe you have some ideas or you can share some ideas with me. And that's, that's the a fabulous way to flip it on its end and turn it into this really great positive thing. And so much of the, of the time for me, I've found that, that, that people are, are so willing to help, especially when they see that you're being genuine about that as well mm -hmm. and that you're authentic and that you want to learn how to do something great because that's a little bit of an ego boost for them. You're yeah. saying, Hey, you're the expert. I really respect what you did. Um, you know, can you teach me? And I've never had someone be unkind or, or, you know, disrespectful about that. I've had plenty of people not respond, mm -hmm. uh, probably because they were busy and things like that, which is totally understandable, mm -hmm. uh, because I sent it with no real expectations. Right. You just threw it out there. That's exactly right. But the times that they have, it's always been very helpful. It's so great. Yeah. It's really neat. And, and some of the people that I've, I've, I've met and, and, and spoken with that way turn into, collaborators and friends or mentors 
or mentors, kind of, absolutely, yeah. that, uh, that I can spend time with and, and learn from. And that's been incredibly meaningful. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important. I mean, you know, I was talking about all the negative people that you can get sucked into, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> the positive people that you can gather around you, it's, it's just so important. And, you know, all, always to try and reach out and meet new people. You know, like I think if you're a creative person or if you have your own business, um, it's so important to do networking, you know, and try and, and um, get out of your comfort zone a little and reach out to people. Just like you were saying with when you would contact, you know, maybe more famous or um, successful people that um, could be of help to you. Um, and the great part about networking today is that you can do it however you're most comfortable. Mm-hmm. So if you like coffee, you know, coffee places, coffee bars, you can you can go to networking events that are there. Mm-hmm. You can find them in any major city just about in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're an artist, you can look for an art league because most cities and towns uh, have some sort of an arts organization. Usually there's monthly meetings. Um, sometimes there are exhibits you can be a part of. And for the people that are for the people that are introverted and and struggle with that initial approach of being in public and going up to someone and saying hi my name is and and really struggle with that social media is a great way for you to become part of the conversation from the comfort of your own home mm-hmm. you can do it in your hello kitty pajamas <laughs> or your batman pajamas i prefer the hello kitty <laughs> i prefer the batman <laughs> Hey, you know what I've just um, what I just found on the internet? Um, I was just searching around for networking for creative people, and I came upon um, this website. It's called LateralAction.com, and there's a guy named Mark McGinnis who is. It says he's a poet and a creative coach, and I was drawn to his page because. Um, it, the title of it, you know, we always get sucked into these, the top 10 social networks for creative people. You know, anytime there's like a, the top 10, this or that, like you have to read it, right? <laughs> so he got me, he lured me in right away. Actually, last week I read an article, the uh-huh. top five ways to get people to click on your headline. Ooh. <laughs> did it involve using numbers? One was of one of them? involve using numbers. Yeah, I yes. think it's really catchy. It is. I can't resist them. I'm still not sure whether that's just, you know, informational crack. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, like, ideas and concepts are so much deeper than those. And I rarely leave them feeling like I'm like any you, more capable. Right. You have maybe haven't learned anything. Well, what you know what I found on this one, and I, I'll tell you what the, his top ten are, okay? Because some of them I've never even heard of. And this is Mark? Yeah, his name is Mark McGinnis. Mark McGinnis. Yeah, we'll put the link on the... the we'll link notes. to you in the show notes, We'll Mark. link to you, Mark. So he's a creativity coach because I was thinking, you know, networking, it's really important. You know, it's inspiring. You can meet other people um, maybe to collaborate with, whatever. So uh, in his order of top 10 is this. Number one is Twitter, which you're on Twitter as Tony Banter. I am. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter Yet. Yet. Not yet, anyway. I'm going to win you over, Nina. Okay. And number two is Facebook. And number three is Google+. Plus. Are you on Google+. Plus? I am on Google+, Plus a little bit. I'm not a huge fan. Okay. How come? 
I don't know if we want to get into this okay. now. Okay. But it it Google has kind of indicated, and I'll I'll share an article around this on in our show notes, that they're they may not continue with Google Plus. Oh. And Google has a track record of of um crap canning stuff oh. when it's not performing. Okay. Well I guess that's a good thing if it's not performing. They really like, were hoping that that would bring social compatibility to the rest of Google's mm-hmm. services and mm-hmm. round that out a little bit to mm-hmm. compete with Facebook and Twitter, right? Um, and and all of the new ones that um, that they can't even anticipate um, because that industry is moving very quickly. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm not a huge fan of how you share things on Google plus versus the other networks. It just doesn't feel like home, mm-hmm. which isn't really a judgment of the network at all. Right. Um, because my tastes are, are, are my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I just never got into it too much. I have a profile photo and, and I get friend, um, I think they're, they're circles that they call them. They're called circles. I, right. Then the circles go by your interests, I guess. Yeah. So you can let of. someone into different circles and share yeah. information to some circles. Okay. So I have people that, that add me to circles, uh-huh. although I don't really do anything with that. Right. Okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. I'm not yeah. on it either. I think I have a picture though. I have a Google picture right. of some sort. Well, once you have a Google it account, pops up. <laughs> it's incredibly easy to just add that in. Yeah. Okay. So have you heard of Behance? I have heard of Behance. What is it? It, it is a social network uh, around sharing images, mm-hmm. specifically um, creative images, which oh, would make okay. sense on this list. But the piece of original graphic design or I believe even paintings and things like that that you then either digitally capture mm-hmm. uh, with a photo or, or trace or scan or things like that. Okay. It was purchased by Adobe a few years ago. Oh, Okay. Is that the one where you put um, not necessarily finished projects, but things you're working on, and people can critique them? I one think of them it is. is to do with that. that there is a social network called Dribble. Oh, that, that I that's do spend number time nine. With. That was number nine. <laughs> yeah, Dribble's a great social network. That sounds that really appeals to me a lot. The the key with 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 Dribble though is I believe it's two hundred pixels by three hundred pixels is okay. the amount that you can share, and that's it. You mean forever? Or at a time? At a time. Okay. So when you're sharing something, you can't share, for instance, you couldn't share an entire website mock-up. Okay. Or you couldn't share an entire painting. okay. You would have to fit whatever you were sharing into, into, and and I'll check this and we'll add this to the show notes as well, but you can only share about 200 by 300 pixels worth of content. And like how big is that in inches, let's say? So on the screen, mm-hmm. screen resolution is typically 72 DPI. So mm-hmm. 200 would be about three inches. 300 would be, oh. you know, four and change inches. So if you were doing a, a whole painting, it would have to be really tiny to fit into the three inch by. Well, you can inch. scale it, but some of what their intent was is for you to share just a, a slice of what it is. Uh-huh. So rather than sharing, and, and mostly I've seen graphic design projects. Uh-huh. So rather than sharing a website mock-up or a brochure mock-up, you just show this one logo or just this one button. Oh, okay. So then you can get feedback oh, on that okay. singular element. Uh-huh. And then recently they, they included functionality to allow you to include enhanced mock-ups of them 
So you could add like an entire Photoshop file or something and you mm-hmm. could attach it to it. But some of the reason that they want it to be small is so that they can show you that grid of all of them. Okay. And you're not wrapped into every one. You can see individual elements. That's neat. Like a logo or, or, or one. Part of a sketch. Exactly. You yeah. Know, the, the, the one part of a sketch. How the hand connects with the arm mm-hmm. or, you know, one piece rather than the entire composition. That's neat. I have to check that out. Um, the other ones that, you know, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn already. Pinterest I'm on. Um, I'm a huge fan of Pinterest. Are you? It do you took, have boards? I do have boards. How come I don't know this? I don't know. Wow. Are we friends on Pinterest? I don't know. I don't know either. Well, we'll, <laughs> uh, we'll remedy that. I do have boards. I, um, found out about Pinterest a little bit late. Mm-hmm, me I too. only joined about a year ago. Mm-hmm. But it it is really remarkable how um, quickly that network has grown. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Um, I'm sure most of you know what it is, but if you don't, you it's sort of like having a bulletin board that you could tack up pictures that are interesting, that are interesting to you, and you can find these um, pictures anywhere on the internet. If you're a part of Pinterest, you can pin them to your board, and each board can be a different theme. Um, so, I mean, some people have tons of boards. I have a lot of them are based on interior design because I've been fascinated with little tiny houses. Mine are too. Are they? Not little tiny houses. But just interior design kind of but things? But interior design things. Yeah. I have a board for every room of my house. Okay. And then I have a board for my dream house. I have a dream house board. It's huge. I'm thinking of separating everything out into rooms. Are you really? Because <laughs> it's getting kind of large. Yeah. And I do have also an artwork board. And one of my goals is to figure out how to promote that more. Um, so that's one of my goals. And we can it's spend fun. some time talking about that in a future episode Yeah, to, yeah. to, to, to talk about some of the nuts and bolts of how to share that. The mm-hmm. beautiful part about Pinterest as a, as a social sharing site is the ability to link back to the original content. Mm-hmm. So you can write a blog post or in your case, you could, you could put a piece of artwork on your website in the gallery. Uh-huh. And because that has its own page, mm-hmm. uh, that piece of artwork or that blog post, you can pin a graphic from that page to Pinterest, but someone can click on that graphic and get back to your website. Yes. That's, I think the best thing of Pinterest. So you're, you're, you know, pinning all these photos that other people have taken from other people's articles or whatever. But it you um, it always shows you where that came from, so um, you can get back to the source. Some of my favorite Pinterest boards are are how tos. Mm-hmm. So so how to deconstruct a palette and and build a side table. Oh, that's neat. Uh, from that reclaimed wood uh-huh. and things like that. And so they show you either an overview or they show you a before and after. And then when you click on it, you get all of the steps. You can go back to the article and find out and read it. It's, exactly. It's still connected to the original article. Yeah. That's very cool. Several things that I've, I've made and worked on have come from instructional pieces like that. Hmm. Very neat. Yeah. Um. I think my favorite board that I have is called Space Age Design. Oh. You'll have to check it out. I will. Okay. I love Space Age Design. <laughs> Me too. I'm not even uh, sure that I know what it is. It's um, kind of like the Jetsons, if you think of the Jetsons. Mm. Very Space Age. So, but it Space Age, this was my uh, thesis topic in graduate school. 
That's uh, awesome. It was space age design. So I was trying to get to the root of it. Like where did all these design elements come from? And, um, and a good way to look at it is it spreads over many different genres and venues. So there's space age architecture, space age cars, like the cars from the fifties with the tail fins, sure. which are really shaped like little rockets. That's where they're inspired from. Um, there's space age kitchens, there's space age clothing. It, it ended up being this hugely enormous topic because I thought it was just kind of neat and simple, but it, it, it like extended into every aspect of life in like the fifties and sixties. So that's one of my boards is on that. <clears throat> that's awesome. It's fun. Um, so anyway, there's a couple more. One is called, um, of these creative, uh, social networks for creative people. One is called like mind, like mind in parentheses. I've never heard of that one. And that one sounded cool. It, it posts, um, locations and get togethers for people that are interested in the same things you are. So if you're, if you go on to like it's L I K E M I N D, um, say you're interested in photography, you can go on there and you know, click on in the photography category and see in, in your town, are there any like-mind meetings going on? And you can go to them and actually meet people, have a cup of coffee and talk about photography. So it's sort of like meetup. It sounds like meetup. Gotcha. I, I don't know what meetup is, but it sounds just like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're meeting up with people that are... That's exactly have similar right. interests. Uh, uh, meetup is a site that's that's been around for a little while longer that is... Um, uh, around the same topic, maybe a little more geographically centered. So, so you, you start with your geography and then they tell you all of the meetups that are near you. Mm-hmm. I've been to a few different technology meetups in the area. You have here? Here. Get out. It's for serious. I have to check this out. Yeah. And, and I was actually a funny story about meetup. I was, I was at a local cafe sitting at my favorite table and they have, have, it's sort of like New York city style and that they have these larger tables and people um, sit, sit down together. at them. Uh, people can get together at them, you know, for, for, for groups and things, but also sometimes people just sit there and then other people will sit at some of the other chairs around that table and it's very comfortable and community oriented. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there with my Saturday morning ritual of, of getting some breakfast, drinking some coffee and reading on my iPad. And a woman comes up and says, excuse me, are you here for the Buddhist, for the Buddhist Kingston meetup? And I was surprised to, you know, at that question. And I of course said, no, I I was not there for that. She sat down. It ended up that they had to cancel that that day. But she and I spoke for an hour or two and we exchanged contact information and we've actually met up since then to continue our conversation. We had some friends in common that we didn't know about. And, and, uh, she had, had done some work with the historical society and I knew some people there as well. Mm-hmm. And, and so we've, uh, uh, we chat on Facebook occasionally and we've gotten together as well. Wow. And it's those sorts of, of, of chance encounters, um, that can sometimes lead to, to incredibly meaningful relationships. I think that's fantastic. So I'm going to have to check this out. For sure. Meet up. Definitely. The best way to get involved in a community is to go spend time, listen, ask lots of questions to get to know 
people and the culture and the social norms. And then once you're familiar, then you can start to share, contribute, make comments, Mm -hmm. reach out, you know, absolutely. And, and, uh, at least that's what's worked for me. That's what I feel comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. Um, is that path. Yeah. And so it's no different on a social network online. You have to go in, you have to see what it's like, see if you're comfortable there, Mm -hmm. spend some time getting inspired, say some nice things to people. And then you can finally start to post and share your own work. Yeah. I think it's really neat. So we'll link to all of these social networks and to Mark's original article so that our listeners can, can take a look at them and, and, and see if any of them are a source of inspiration or something that they want to get involved in. Mm -hmm. If you spend some time on some of these social networks and, and find creative inspiration or have made meaningful connections, why don't you reach out to us and, and share your story either in our comments or on Facebook or Twitter where we post our shows mm-hmm. and we'd, we'd love to hear from you there. And you might even have some other ideas for people, you know, that's a great uh, how, point how, too. To, how to connect. And, and I mean, this is only one guy's, you know, top 10 list. Um, so there's probably other things out there that we don't know about that are really good. You know, absolutely. We're so glad you joined us. See you soon. 